What's up, y'all? My name's Emily, and I am Charlie Swan, just loving life and enjoying eating my grilled cheese that my daughter made me. And I'm Paige. I'm Billy Black, who said he wasn't hungry, but is actually really jealous and would like a grilled cheese. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. What's up, Paige? What's cracking? Oh, you know, ate a nice dinner of Reese's Cups. And I, by cups, I mean pumpkins, because I got a Halloween pack. And I'm um, feeling full. Love that. I, I'm just waiting for Christmas to come around, because those Reese's trees... I don't eat chocolate, but they make the white kind. So good. The The multi-pack I have has white chocolate ghosts, and they are my favorite. They're so good. I'm I'm on my way to your house right now, even yeah. though I can just go to the store and buy one myself. But that, that wouldn't be as fun. You're right. You're right. Um, here's how I'm doing. I just feel like maybe this is a pandemic thing, but like I'm just swimming in a sea of anxiety. And only my pinky finger is sticking out of the water. <laughs> Who can relate? Anyone? That had such like a lemony snicket vibe to it. I don't know. Just like it was so ghoulish. God, there is somebody I haven't thought about in a minute. Did we ever find out like all the mysteries? I feel like he never said what they were. I, um, so I only read up until about the seventh book in that series. So I don't really know. I'm not going to lie. I read all of them, and I feel like I didn't get any resolution. I kind of want to reread them. <laughs> I might. I still have them all. You can get them at your local library, so. Yes, support libraries. Uh, today I dropped, me and my roommate Millie dropped our ballots off at the local library, so we uh, we did our civic duty and we got to visit the library, so that was fun. Double whammy, I love that. Well... All right, then. Should we jump into this? This week we read chapters 11 and 12 of Twilight. We're really getting into the meat of the sandwich here, folks. And this was a lot lot to cover. So, um, Paige, I have, I have a feeling. You just hinted. You wouldn't give me any details, but you said you weren't a huge fan. So let's hear what you thought of these chapters. I was just kind of bored. I just felt like there wasn't a lot going on. I do know it, you know made Edward seem curious about Bella and Bella giving details about her life and then like 80 pages of them hiking and feeling like angry but not angry and silence and him touching her face like nothing really happened I just it didn't really captivate my attention like the other chapters that's fair that's fair I feel like there's just a lot of pining and I'm like one can only take so much pining a lot. This is like a freaking pine woods. There is so much pining. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. Um, we'll have to see how you feel about next week, because as I was kind of telling you before we started recording, next week is the iconic, most iconic chapter, basically how Twilight got created. Um, so next time we record, I will be very interested to hear what you have to say. Oh, I'm excited. Your interest is peaked. Stooped. What would you guys do if we were like, yeah, we were bored of these chapters. This episode's over. See, <laughs> five minutes long. I, you know, I would be sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, let's get into it. So if you'll recall, 
we left off with Bella and Edward at their weird-ass lunch table. Um, and he was like, I'll tell you why you can't see me hunt later. So, then they head to biology class. And it turns out it's movie day. And I wrote, movie day was absolute best. Like, when you saw, I'm old enough that, you know, Paige and I are old enough that we still did this TV and VCR thing where they would roll it in on a cart. And the whole class would turn the fuck up. Oh, yeah. It... I remember watching, was it The Village in Mrs. Isaac's class? Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, in high school, when this would happen, I'd be like, hell yes, I'm going to sleep. I slept so much in high school classes, and I could, I think, because, like, not to be whatever, but, like, my grades were good enough that I could get away with it, and people were kind of like, meh, whatever. But I literally would just put my head down, not even pretend to watch. Like, there's a, the, a subtlety that some people have where they, like, put their head on their hand and, like, pretend to be watching. No, I literally put my face into my arms, face down into the desk. <laughs> you know, maybe you were absorbing the audio from it while you were sleeping, you know, a little uh, sleep retention. Agreed. And also, how am I going to use that movie in my day-to-day life? I'm not, so. Emily... How could you not pay attention to the video on sea turtles migrating through the ocean? You know, I feel like it's pretty on brand for me because my parents took me to see March of the Penguins in theaters when it came out and I fell asleep. (laughs) My parents paid $10 for me to take a nap. Unreal. Anyways, so for whatever reason, this movie is like a spark plug for sexual tension because they just sit there the whole time and Bella refers to it as electricity, whatever that means. I don't know. This is kind of just a weird... I just thought this was a weird description. Did you, Paige? Do you not know what electricity is? I know what electricity (laughs) is, but why is it that, like, because the lights are off, she's like, I must touch him? I think it's, like, no one's watching, you know, like, Anything can happen in the dark. Yeah, but picture a classroom with a movie on. Everyone can see what you're doing. I'm just trying to offer you a solution. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean to yell. (laughs) So after the class period ends, Edward says, well, that was interesting. And Bella responds with, um, (laughs) very, very eloquent. Mm -hmm. So then he walks her to her next class, which is Jim. And is this the first time that, like, he's actually touched her in any sort of romantic way? I feel like it is. I think so. Like, I think there's been times where he, like, grabbed her hand or something, like, to stop her from opening the car door or something like that. But those aren't really tender touches. It's more of a aggressive kind of a thing. But, yeah, this is quite a a sweet moment. I mean, sweet if if you enjoyed it. Me watching it as a ghost above them, I didn't like it. But... <laughs> I'm dead that you just called them a ghost. You called yourself a ghost. <laughs> it is tis the season, am I right? This book is all about supernatural shit. It, you know, if there can be werewolves and vampires in the same town, I can be a fucking ghost. Yes, I want to be... Hmm, I don't know what I want to be. I've always kind of been drawn to the concept of sirens. That'd be kind of cool. I like that. What was Kira in Teen Wolf? Kitsune? Yeah, Kitsune. I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
good in concept, poorly executed, but that's a conversation for another podcast. Um, or, you know, because Lydia is, like, probably my favorite character on that show, it would be cool to be a banshee. I love Lydia. Anyways, once again, this audience is not here for our Teen Wolf discussions. So Bella rolls up to Jim, and she has to play badminton, so Mike volunteers to be her partner. Um, and he asks about her and Edward, and Bella says, that's none of your business, Mike, I warned, internally cursing Jessica straight to the fiery pits of Hades. We talked about this last time, I'll say it again. Why is she cursing Jessica? Everyone can see you. (sighs) Yeah, she's like, it has to be the work of Jessica telling Mike. It's like, no. The whole time, Mike has been extremely observant of all of the time they spend together. Obviously, he's going to see shit. It's not Jessica. Yeah, and even if you're not observing as closely as Mike is, everyone can see you. He drove you to school. You sit with him at lunch. He just touched your face outside a classroom or a gymnasium or whatever. Like, I'm just irritated sometimes with her. Yeah, I... Jessica doesn't deserve this hate right now, Bella. She's done nothing. I mean, maybe she said something, but Mike knew long before she would have said something. Yep. Once again, hashtag justice for Jessica. Mm-hmm. So, and then... Mike says that he doesn't like it because he looks at you like you're something to eat, which LMAO. Subtle. Very subtle. Although this is very well, this line is very well delivered in the movie. (laughs) It makes me laugh. Okay, so Bella's all nervous after she gets out of gym because she's like, um, is his family going to be there? Do I have to talk to them? Should I just walk home and ignore the whole situation? Mood. Um, but when she shows up, it's just him and she gets mad at him because he was listening through other people's thoughts to see how unathletic she was, which I'm like, sister, you got to own it. Like, I'm pretty sure I already knew cause you trip every two seconds. It's true. He's picked up your books like four times. Yes. And had to save your life like multiple times as well. Yeah. Not cause she's clumsy, but still. So then they get, they walk up to the car. Um, it makes me laugh that she says I don't speak car and driver because I'm like me neither. I don't even know I don't even know what car and driver is, so I speak even even less than Bella does. The fact that it's um, italicized leads me to believe that it's some kind of work, you know, like a book or some thing like that. I think so, it's a magazine. I don't know. Just the fact that it was uh, italicized meant that it meant something to me. But I was like, never heard of her. Sorry. <laughs> never heard of her. Oh my gosh, I don't know what just made me think of this, but I want to say it before I forget. Um, Friend of the pod, Caroline, she was telling me, so you remember that conversation that we had um, where we were like, when did, like, when do you first become conscious of vampires? Like, they're just in in everything. You just know what they are. Uh And she said that she first learned of them, she thinks, from, I I don't remember if she said it was the book or the movie, but it was like Goosebumps, Bunicula. (laughs) Bunicula, no, okay, Bunicula is... A separate book from Goosebumps but yeah Banicula we read that in freaking elementary school in my library it was amazing is it scary I mean like Goosebumps scary <laughs> that's hilarious but that really sent me when she was like I first learned about vampires through Banicula I like uh, I'm pretty positive 
there were like vegetables in the house that were getting their juice sucked out of it and they were like where's the juice going like these are just the carcasses of carrots and it was a vampire bunny oh my god I love that so much shout out Caroline that was hilarious um also did you on the same subject do you remember those books that were in the DR library um that were like scary stories to read in the dark or whatever and they were fucking terrifying there's a movie of it too if you ever want to stick your toe into true fear yeah, I saw part of it, and I wasn't that impressed. But I'm kind of hard to please with horror movies. But those books were scary. Very spooky. I should not have read that when I was, like, in fourth grade or whatever it was. Mm-mm. <sighs> Anyways, so... Bella for- agrees to forgive Edward if he allows her to... This is confusing. If he allows her to drive Saturday, yeah. I just can't speak English is the problem, even though I have a degree in it. Uh, <laughs> so she decides to get over being mad at him for watching her in gym because she gets to drive on Saturday. And he says that he'll show up without a car, and she's, like, shook. But I'm like, Bella, of all the things to be shook about, like, <laughs> he's a vampire. He'll figure it out. Maybe he'll fly over. You don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is just a hilarious thought to, like, picture Edward flying. Like, it would just be his body just, like, going through the air. And I don't know, the the town firefighters who deal with this shit all the time are, like, sweeping. And they're like, yep, same old supernatural shit as always. Because there's fucking werewolves and whatnot going on. Probably wouldn't even be surprised. Yeah, um... Robert Pattinson is playing the Batman, so, I mean... This book could take a big old twist. Yeah, you don't know. He could have wings that you don't know about. Batman does I don't think Batman had wings. No, he has, like, those mechanical ones, doesn't he? Like a gadget. Uh-huh. Maybe. I don't really know. Me neither. I've only seen The Dark Knight. That's pretty much the only Batman thing I've seen. I'm just not really that into superheroes, because I'm like, why is there so many of them? That's not, to, not to drag people that like them. I know they're really popular for a reason. It's just not my cup of tea, you know? Mm-hmm. So, then they get to the subject of why he can't see, or she can't see him hunt. And you were right, Paige. Because he'll, like, go into a frenzy, I think is the word that you used. Mm-hmm. So, um... They are just, like, having this weird moment in the car where they're just, like, staring into each other's eyes. (laughs) I just, I don't. (laughs) I don't think I've ever done this as a human being. Gives me anxiety. Yeah. Have you heard of that, like, experiment? I don't even remember how long it is. I want to say it was 90 seconds or two minutes, but they, like, I feel like it was literally the New York Times. But some, like, famous media outlet did this experiment where they made complete strangers stare into each other's eyes for like a certain amount of time because it's like um like a urban legend or like a myth or whatever that doing so will make you fall in love with someone (laughs) I don't know how it turned out maybe google it if you're interested I I cannot believe that it just makes me extremely nervous I don't know yeah I agree. 
I feel I like, just, like if I look into their eyes, I'll see their truth, and I don't want it to be bad. <laughs> see, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm like, I feel like if they look into my eyes, they'll see my truth, and I must, like, stop that at all costs. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um... Bella closes, or Bella's like holding her breath, and then she finally has to breathe, and he closes his eyes and tells her that she, um, she should go inside. And then, I think this is so ominous when he like rolls down the window and he's like, tomorrow it's my turn. Your turn to what? Ask the questions. I'd be like, okay, well I'm calling in sick tomorrow. (laughs) Sorry, Bella doesn't go to Forks High School anymore, sorry. Who's Bella? (laughs) Is there a high school called Forks High School? I cannot remember. Yeah, I don't know if they've even said, but yes, it is. Uh, So Bella goes inside and has a rough night of sleep because she's just thinking about Edward and that electricity. I'm like, sister, you're going to shock yourself on your sheets. Turn off the electricity. It's true. It's true. I bet it's very dry there with the heater going. The shocks are probably substantial. Yep. It's time to unplug. The air is probably really damp, so maybe it's fine. Yeah, but inside the house, maybe not. Maybe. I don't know. We live in Colorado, which, like, 11% humidity is considered extremely high here, so... (laughs) Add this to the list of things that we are uneducated about. At any given time, the level of chappedness of my lips is, like, 75%. Yes, and the worst thing ever is, like, acne, um, because, like, your skin is super dry, so if you use, like, prescription stuff or whatever, that dries your skin out for your acne, but then it's dry, so it's like, <sighs> there's no way to win. Girl, imagine my time on Accutane. It was like, I was like a lizard, w- removing skin every day. Yeah, I can even imagine, slash, I am not on that level obviously so I shouldn't even be complaining but you know what you look badass now it it really worked thank you it was I would say my biggest insecurity in life and it got fucking sucked up (laughs) yeah that's awesome I'm trying to think about what I would feel like if my biggest insecurity got sucked up quote-unquote um and the problem is I don't even know what that is because I have so many (laughs) I'm just kidding I'm just kidding. Love yourself, people. Also, we are sponsored by Accutane. Thank you, Accutane. You do not get pregnant on it. I swear to God. Yes, they won't let you. (laughs) You joke, but they will not. It becomes like a medical emergency. Yeah, I know. I was going to get on it, actually. I was, like, preparing to get on it, so they were, like, getting me ready for all the tests or whatever, but then I was, at the last minute, I was like, psych, I don't want to do it. Psych. At the, um, before every month, like, you would have to get a new prescription every month, and you had to go to the dermatologist and take a pregnancy test and make sure it was negative, and then they would give you your prescription. But then you had to, before you could pick the prescription up, you had to go to this website, enter your patient code and do like a five question long thing about birth control and you had to get all the questions right and then once you did it sent a confirmation to your pharmacy and then they would let you pick the prescription up so it was like 
what is the best form of birth control to prevent unwanted pregnancy? And then you had to answer it like, which one of these is not a regular form of birth control? It was like crazy shit. And I'm like, I hope that the men have to answer this just as much as me. Well, I mean, I they can't carry a pregnancy, but still, like, this is upsetting. Yeah, that's intense, especially for, like, a high schooler or a young person. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I know the, like, consequences of getting pregnant on it are very severe. However, in general, why is this country so obsessed with Paige and I have talked about this 8 million times, but so obsessed with and so controlling over medication that is, like, not dangerous, which obviously does not include Accutane because it is dangerous. But Paige goes through a whole rigmarole with her insulin, and my literal contacts, they threw a fucking fit about my contacts because I had a different doctor out of state, and I had to get one here, obviously, because I don't live in that other state anymore. And they were like, well, we have to get express permission from your... And I'm like... This is a piece of plastic. <laughs> Why are At you freaking out? I can see. At worst, I cannot see. Yes. <laughs> it don't make no sense. It don't add up. I'm doing the math and it the numbers just aren't adding up. <laughs> Have you seen that meme that's like it's like one, two, three, and then four, five, six, but then they like add it wrong so it ends up being like five thousand. <laughs> that's what it reminds yes. me of. <laughs> Uh, anyways. What were we even talking about? <laughs> um, oh, dry air. Bella's electricity. <laughs> that took a, a wide turn. Yeah, I, you know what, I'm leaving it all in. If I cut out all the dumb shit me and Paige say, this, once again, this podcast will be five minutes long. So, I'm going to repeat my motto from last week. Take it or leave it. <laughs> Take it or leave it, exclamation point. (laughs) Take it or leave it, question mark. I like exclamation point and a question mark. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bella wakes up the next day, and her dad asks her about Seattle, and she lies about it. She's like, I'm not going. Or wait, at this point she says that she's still going, right? Yeah, okay, that comes later. But on page 227, he's kind of asking her about the dance, and she just kind of changes the subject or whatever. But this sentence really got to me, where she says, How ghastly it would be, I thought, shuddering, if Charlie had even the slightest inkling of exactly what I did like. I'm like, Bella, if you describe your father finding out the truth about your boyfriend as, quote, ghastly is it a good decision I mean I'm gonna say no that's me I'm saying no (laughs) I think Bella's I think she's locked her roller coaster seat in the handlebar is down she's ready to go I think there's nothing stopping her I agree I mean it's clear that that's the truth but I'm just like okay well then you can't call it ghastly (laughs) I guess you can because it's reality, but I don't know. It just stresses me out for her. I think part of it, too, is, like, I just have a really open relationship with my parents, which I know not everyone has a luxury of, of course, but I just would not be able to pull this off. I'm just saying. Yeah, I don't know if I 
I feel like I might be able to pull it off, but I would say I might be too nervous. I just don't know if I have ever experienced something that I thought the stakes were so high that I needed to do that. I think for Bella, this is like, this is like a, she's got to do it. Like she, this is going to be the, what she needs to do. I don't know if I ever had anything like that where I was like, I got to do it. You know, I, there's nothing stopping the lie at this point, if she were to lie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess it's not fair for me to say what I would do because I've never been put in that position. Just makes me nervous for her, that's all. The word ghastly really threw me for a loop. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Edward shows up to pick her up again, and it turns out that today he just wants to interrogate her about literally everything, which I think I wrote, um, how, yeah, I did. How flattering would it be to be asked all of this? Like, I just feel like in human nature, and obviously not everyone feels this way, but I feel like people in general love to talk about themselves. I definitely love to talk about myself. It would just be so fun to be like, this is a day-long interview about me. Actually, it's two days. Mm -hmm. I And it's like little things. It's not like crazy, serious questions. It's just little things that it's like fun to answer and talk about, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it gets a little bit serious later when he, like, asks about who she's dated or whatever, but, <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, the very first question is, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Which begs the question, what is your favorite color, Paige? Green. I don't know what I was expecting. I think maybe I was expecting green. What do you think mine is? Blue. Nope. Try nope. one more time. Purple. Nope. No, it's pink. That surprised me. People say that. I don't know, because maybe I project, like, an image of tomboy or whatever, but... I just feel like I remember in middle school you said your favorite color was blue, and that just stuck with me. See, I don't even remember that. I'm surprised that you remember that. I I'm did making a memory up that might not be real at all. I mean, I wouldn't put it past me to have had that favorite color back then. I did paint my walls in, like, eighth grade hot pink and they were like that until literally last year I mean I haven't lived here in a while but <laughs> my parents just left them as that and I had them all through high school I mean hot pink my room was lime green that's kind of fun actually kind of kind of tropical <laughs> it literally looked like Mountain Dew oh okay see I was picturing not quite that lime <laughs> like if there was a barrel of of toxic waste it would have been the color of this wall oh my god that's amazing you know you gotta do what you gotta do we expressed ourselves in weird ways back then yeah you know I don't regret it yeah I don't either I don't either so most of this section is about him asking these questions and her answering them I did want to point out on 229 um, at the top, it says, what music is in your CD player right now? He asked, his face as somber as if he'd asked for a murder confession. I'm just like, why is he so depressed asking these questions? <laughs> what is going no. on? I think he's just, just sultry. Like, I, it just seems like his, his brand. Yeah, I'm not gonna, actually, I'm gonna argue with you. <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you. But when you say sultry, I picture, like, Sofia Vergara 
sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but she's like very sultry, you know, or like, um, who's another sultry one? Like Angelina Jolie. I do if not picture Edward Cullen. If I could just interject, as soon as I said sultry, I was like, that wasn't the word that I wanted to use. I, I, that was, as soon as it left my mouth, I was like, that was the incorrect word. So don't think that I think that Edward is sultry. Correction. I think we're backing it up. We're backing it up. I think you meant sulky. I think you're right. What was the second word I said? That's his brand? Yeah. Yeah. I, I maybe I meant sullen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, sultry was not the word. I know what <laughs> sultry does mean. <laughs> I know you do. I was just like, oh, that's an interesting word to use. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So um Edward just goes on asking his sad questions with his sad face so yeah I didn't really have much notes on this because it really is just him asking her questions they have the movie again and the same thing happens Bella doesn't pay attention in gym and they get to her house and he's like asking her about home which is Phoenix for her um and then (laughs) He, like, takes a pause, Edward takes a pause in the questions, and he says, your father will be home soon. This is on page 232. She Mm -hmm. says, I suddenly recalled his existence and sighed. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) It's it's a little dramatic. (laughs) You literally forgot your dad existed? And you're disappointed about it. That's dark, man. That's dark. Also, I just want to say, this is such a cheesy, like, reference to the book title. I'm like, we didn't need this. It wasn't necessary. I don't know. What do you think of it? Where he's talking about Twilight? Mm-hmm. I liked it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry for being an asshole. The thing is, is that, like, I've been waiting for some kind of an explanation as to why the book is called the way that it is. Is there going to be a different explanation? Because I took this to be the reason why the book was called Twilight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So you're just disappointed. <laughs> um, well, let's psychoanalyze me. I don't know. First of all, sorry for dragging it because <laughs> you liked it. Um, I don't know. I feel like, once again, I've said this so many times, but like, I don't know if I wondered why the book was called Twilight because um, I don't remember like a lot of my thoughts the first time reading it because it was 15 years ago. But um, I I think part of it is just like I have this thing with albums like of any genre doesn't matter just any music album but I love when they are called something that is never referenced like it's not a song title and it's not the name of a band like that really just I don't know just like it's like almost like a little golden nugget for me and it's not that I hate when they're named after a song or they're named after the band or whatever it's just like I don't know I like them to be a little bit more creative than that so maybe that's why I don't like this very much I guess I just like I had no like with with eclipse and new moon I feel like you can kind of formulate like there might be plot points that are significant that kind of correlate with like the storyline and how it's heating up or whatever but with twilight I just feel like it's a little out of place 
with everything else. And so I was just curious how it was going to play into it. If, if there was an explanation at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. And we should, dare I say, put a pin in it and see if at the end of this book, um, you think it was like representative of kind of the plot arc or whatever. Anyways, after I was extremely rude. (laughs) Um, So they're still kind of talking. Once again, Catholic goodbye, taking forever. (laughs) Um, And all of a sudden, Edward is like, he freezes and he's like, not good. So before you find out what's actually happening, what did you think? Because like, it's weird because you have to turn the page to see what's going on. So what did you think was happening? I thought, I mean my brain would instantly think that it's Charlie, but I feel like Edward would have said Charlie is coming. And I feel like he's saying it like earlier that like Charlie is like turning the street or something like that. Um, But then my next thought was that it was going to be his family. Interesting. Like rolling up to Bella's house. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? Time to come home. Dinner's ready. Yeah, that could have been, that would have been interesting, too, if that happened. Did you at all, like, think it was going to be Jacob and Billy? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's pretty interesting that it turns out to be them. Um, Before we even get into this, I just want to make my point very clear. I, this is only, once again, the tip of the iceberg of this, but I hate that, Stephanie Meyer here is kind of making Billy, I don't want to say into a villain because I don't think it's that intense, but like it's very clear that Bella Bella is irritated with him. She just wants to get it over with. And I'm like, okay, let's not demonize this man who literally knows that you're interacting with a dangerous supernatural creature who is the in this story, at least not in real life as we've discussed, but is in this story, the natural born enemy of him and his people. Well, Bella's completely Team Edward at this point, so she's going to have a bone to pick with anyone who has a bone to pick, I guess. Yes, I agree with that. I just am annoyed with how Stephanie Meyer handles the whole thing, even if it does make sense in terms of Bella's character. Yeah, definitely didn't have to... You could have just had her feeling, like, like worried that he knew or something like that. She didn't have to be angry at him. She yes. could have, yeah, she could have just been worried. Yeah, I agree. I think that would have been. Which I feel like if it were me, that would be what I would be worried about, would be her or him telling Charlie something about it, which she is worried about that. Like, she is kind of watching it the whole night. But that would be what I'm freaked out about. Like, please don't, please don't tell my dad I'm hanging out with the boy. Please don't tell him. Yeah, same. I just don't think I could ever have hostility towards, like, one of my parents' friends. Especially not in high school. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Also, hold on. Let me just say, Billy's trying to do the right thing here for Bella specifically. Like, he, it's, I don't know if it's clear, if Stephanie Meyer makes it clear, but it's clear to me because I'm reading between the lines that, like, he probably wants to protect Bella herself. That's what I got. That was the impression that I got completely. I didn't think of his character negatively at all this whole time. Okay, that's good. That you're supposed to do, but 
I mean, Bella is, but I wasn't. But also, I'm an adult, so. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you, well, when you read it when you were younger, did you feel any hostility about it? Do you think? Yeah, I feel like I was just, like, opposed to anything that was going to stop this train in its tracks, you know? Like, I can't really, like I've said, I can't really say exactly what I felt because I don't remember, but I probably, like, I feel like in general, when I read this when I was younger, I was such, like, a self-insert with Bella. Like, I saw, you know, I pictured myself as her, so I felt like I kind of felt what she was feeling. And I'm glad to hear that, like, on your first reading, I mean, obviously you are an adult, but, like, he didn't come across that way because that that makes me mad. I mean, once again, it's just the tip of the iceberg with how Stephanie Meyer is going to portray this group of people throughout the book. But anyway, <laughs> so um, one interesting thing that I thought is, like, first of all, it's all raining on them and Bella like obviously gets out the car before like Charlie sees but obviously Jacob and Billy saw and um it's interesting to me that um Charlie does not realize like that Bella just got home because she's like unlocking the door and he doesn't say anything about it like maybe he's just like too caught up in the fact that his friend just showed up you know that's probably the likely explanation but I'm like that would make me sus as her dad. I'd be like, where have you been? I I know exactly both of my parents are literally so perceptive. Like, my dad was in the military and was fucking trained to, like, be suspicious of shit. And then my mom is just like, she'll bring SmackDown, she will. So yeah. I just, like, if I, if this were me and I got put in that situation, both of my parents, regardless of who was the one getting out of the car, would be like, this doesn't add up. I'm sorry. Like, it's unbelievable in my eyes. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. But it seems to either escape his notice or he just doesn't comment on it. Just wanted to point out that this is your town's police officer uh, not noticing these fine details. Just wanted to say that. Yeah. I'm just saying, as someone who would be investigating crimes... I feel like you would want someone who would be perceptive. Yes. I was going to say hashtag yikes is all I have to say to that. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yes. Um, and I kind of jumped the gun on this, but um, that, because, you know, that whole situation happens, like Bella lets herself into the house in the next chapter. So this first chapter 11 ends with Bella She's basically, here's, here's from the text. Had Billy recognized Edward so easily, could he really believe the impossible? First of all, not impossible, they're literally true. Could he really believe the impossible legends his son had scoffed at? The answer was clear in Billy's eyes. Yes, yes, he could. So, Paige, did you have anything from this chapter that we didn't cover? Um, I am pretty sure we covered everything. Oh, I was just going to ask you what your favorite gemstone is. Hmm. Um, I like a star sapphire, which is like a white sapphire that has a star in it. Um, my birthstone is blue topaz, so I like those. I don't know, I don't really wear much, like, gemstones or anything. What about you? I just talked about this with friend of the pod, Sean, and, um, I would say moonstone. I have, um, 
some moonstone earrings that Millie got me for my birthday and I really love them. It's just like, it's like white kind of like creamy and, but also like uh, opulescent. Is that effervescent? Just like shimmery and <laughs> um, it's really nice. Yes. Um, if anyone from Twilight Tumblr just heard you say the word effervescent, they are losing their minds right now. Cause that's like a big Twilight Tumblr inside joke about Edward. It's just, it's funny. It was like a deep cut that you didn't even mean to do. So funny. Yeah, I'm really into the, I'm really into the book series. So, um, yeah, I know what the memes before I even know about them. (laughs) Truly. Um, I wanted to point out too, that you were actually right in your prediction last week, because this chapter is called balancing. You're like, maybe Jacob will come back and she'll have to balance the two men in her life. And it's, it's not really that, but you kind of were right. I mean, he is there. Yeah. So they're kind of just having this reunion. Um, and Charlie invites Billy to stay for the game. And I love that Billy throws his own son under the bus and says Jacob was anxious to see Bella again. That's such a dad thing to do. Yeah. Um, so then, as we mentioned in our intro, um, Bella goes to the kitchen to cook Charlie dinner because Jacob and Billy already ate. And so then Jacob and Bella are in the kitchen by themselves while the other, while the dads are in the room watching the game, the living room. Um, So they're kind of just chatting and eventually Jacob brings up like, Oh, who were you with? And like, will not let it go. She keeps trying to make him let it go. And he just will not. And um, she, I don't know if she expects him to react badly, but she says, I sighed in defeat Edward Cullen. And then he laughs and he's like, oh, that's why my dad was acting so strange Um, because he doesn't, you know, like them. He believes the story that Jacob clearly does not believe himself. Mm -hmm. So then this is interesting. Bella is like, do you think he'll say anything to Charlie? And this is Jacob's response. I doubt it. I think Charlie chewed him out pretty good last time. They haven't spoken much since. Tonight is sort of a reunion, I think. I don't think he'd bring it up again. What do you think of this whole Charlie and Billy thing? I feel like it ties back to um, what they talked about, I think, on the beach, that um, Charlie was really upset that the um, the Blacks wouldn't go to the hospital um, and that there was some kind of, I mean, obviously, there's some kind of resentment between the two families which we know, but Charlie doesn't know. So I, I don't know if it's that experience specifically or if it's something else, but it has to tie back to Charlie not seeing anything wrong with the Cullens. Like, why are people judging them so much? And then, obviously, the Black family not wanting to be close to the Cullens for obvious reasons. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And... um. I find it odd that they never mentioned Jacob's mom. Did you wonder about her? I guess I haven't even really thought about it, to be honest. Yeah, it's weird because I don't know if she's ever even brought up in the text, but she had passed away. And I'm trying to remember, I think it was a car accident. I'm actually going to look it up right now because I'm like, how did that even happen? It's just so weird that they like... Like, don't mention it. I guess from Bella's perspective, it makes sense because she hasn't really seen this family in so long but yeah she died in a car accident 
So sad. But yeah, it seems like it's just Billy and Jacob because he had mentioned that his two older sisters are already out of the house. So yeah. Anyways, um, so then they end up going out to watch the game with the dads and um I love that Bella says I had a lot of homework that was going undone but I was afraid to leave leave Billy alone with Charlie I'm like well then maybe you shouldn't have sat in your boyfriend's car for two hours and done your homework sister yeah honestly kind of sounds like a you problem Bella yeah and I feel a little bit justified in that I'm like why are these kids doing stuff on a weeknight don't they have homework and it's like yeah they do have homework Uh, so then um, Jacob and Billy leave, and I think this is, like, a key sentence that proves that Billy actually cares about Bella's, like, well-being. Um, this is the bottom of page 239, but it says, His eyes shifted to mine, and his smile disappeared. You take Be- you take care, Bella, he added seriously. So then um, after they leave, Charlie kind of asks about Mike Newton and, like, basically asks Bella if he's dating if she's dating him and she's like, no, goodbye. <laughs> and then he tells her that he's going fishing on Saturday while she's going to be with Edward. So she wakes up the next morning. It's a good day. She's pumped. Um, and Edward shows up again and he still is asking her questions in this two day long interview, but finally they get to lunch and he mentions that he's leaving with Alice after lunch to go hunting because he's just trying to take all the precautions he can before he spends the whole day with her. And I just, I just wanted to point out that part really bothered me. It's on page 242. Uh, Edward says, I should have let you drive yourself today. He announced apropos of nothing while I chewed. Why, I demanded. I'm leaving with Alice after lunch. Oh, I blinked, bewildered and disappointed. I'd be bewildered too. Bitch, you drove me here. (laughs) You couldn't, you couldn't have planned this better. Like, I know it works out in the end, but like, (laughs) that was so rude. It was rude. I feel like because he, I mean, it hasn't been revealed how he's getting around, but I think you can kind of use your imagination. But I think because he doesn't really have to think about that kind of stuff, he probably just forgot to give him the benefit of the doubt, which I don't know if he deserves, but it is rude. I'm just like, I, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, now I'm stuck at school, thanks. I guess I'll just walk home now. I know I offered the other day, but now I have to. <laughs> Yeah, but as you mentioned, luckily it does work out. But still, a shitty thing to do. Um, it's kind of funny that Bella's like, there's no way he's finding that key either. Then he does. I would be so nervous about, like, all my dirty laundry that I have left out. Like, what you can't see right now, there's, like, an arc of dirty laundry around my body that you can't see. It's a sea bear circle. It's protecting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, I don't want him going through my stuff. Yeah, I leave all kinds of stuff out. Yeah. It's my dirty laundry and also, like, four different Reese Cups wrappers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But he does it anyways, which is also rude. Yeah. Like, just assumes that he's going to be, she's going to be okay with him going through her stuff, but whatever. 
Typical Edward bullshit. So then he is like, you can still cancel. And Bella literally says, no, I can't. <laughs> so which harkens back to what you were talking about earlier with that ro- roller coaster thing. Binge is strapped in. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of just chatting about logistics. Um, Bella asks what they'll be hunting. This killed me. This is on page 244. When he says, whatever we find in the park, we aren't going far. I know this is not what he meant, but when he said park, I just pictured him in, like, a city park eating, like, hunting a squirrel. And I'm like, exactly what I pictured, too. (laughs) Like, what park? You haven't specified a park. I I was thinking the exact same thing. Because I'm thinking about the parks that are around my house, and I'm like, there are no trees. (laughs) It's, like, one playground and a baseball field. Yeah, and the playground is, like, two swings and a slide. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. Um, so then the subject of his family gets brought up. Um, he says that Alice is the most supportive, and everyone else is incredulous for the most part. And Bella's like, oh, so they don't like me. Which is exactly what I would say. Yep. <laughs> I'm like, so everyone hates me? Okay, suspicions confirmed. Yep. Um, and Edward is like, trying to be like, no, that's not it, and failing. He says, they don't understand why I can't leave you alone, and Bella's like, neither do I. And Edward, you know, tries to go into this whole soliloquy about, like, how she's not like anyone he's ever known. He's always surprised by her, and then is trying to say, like, something else, um, which he doesn't get to, because Rosalie has this whole reaction to Bella. Um, she starts glaring at her and Bella and her kind of have like a stare down and Edward makes a noise like a hiss under his breath and Rosalie turns away. What do you think of this whole interaction with Rosalie? Like, what are your impressions and takeaways? I, it gives me anxiety. This is like one of my biggest fears is that like the, my, my crush, the people that care about him the most and that he cares about the most do not like me and I mean like what do you do to fix that and then on top of the fact that there's a supernatural element like she probably I mean I don't know if it's been explicitly said but you can kind of assume that everyone in that family is supernatural in some way I I mean I don't like I don't know if it's been explicitly said or not but I feel like I would just assume it um because she uh he talks about hunting with them so um I guess you would think that but I would just be, like, mortified. This, like, gives me anxiety in my stomach. But then also seeing Edward kind of defend her, I think that that would make me feel better. Like, knowing that my crush has taken my side on it a little bit, that does make me feel good. Yeah, yeah. And Edward gives her motivation as, Rosalie's motivation as being worried about what will happen if, like, basically if Edward kills Bella because people have witnessed them interacting and spending time together yeah um and I know I say this so much and you're probably so irritated with it at this point but I will be very interested to see your thoughts on Rosalie because she is a polarizing figure that I think a lot of people have changed their minds on since in kind of in the twilight renaissance so don't want to influence you one way or another not going to say what I think but I will be very interested to see 
Um, and then this is just family central because then Alice shows up. Um, and do you have any impressions of Alice? And I know it's such a short interaction. It's kind of hard to say, but. I like Alice. I like that she has short hair. Um, it kind of reminds me of Tonks from Harry Potter. Yeah, that is like actually a really good comparison. I had never thought of that, but it's like spot on. Like, that's just kind of the vibe I get from her is that kind of a character. So I'm pro Alice at this point. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, and she says it's nice to finally meet you. So she's like being friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I then think that's the only thing that, well, I guess Carlisle kind of talked to her, but like her, their family, like acknowledging, I guess, the relationship that, I mean, Carlisle talked to Bella, but as a doctor talks to a patient, Mm -hmm. Alice is addressing her as like a closer person, someone that isn't, she doesn't have to talk to Bella. Like Carlisle had to talk to Bella. She didn't have to, and she did. So it's nice. Yeah. And I think even the word, I mean, not to get too into the weeds, but even the word finally like implies that Alice is aware of kind of how involved Edward and Bella are. Mm -hmm. And it almost implies that she's like been looking forward to this or waiting for it in some way. Cause she says, finally. Yeah, I agree. So the two of them go to leave. Bella tells them to have fun. Um, and then he's making fun of her and saying, stay, s- saying, stay safe. That's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bella kind of drags through the end of the day. Um, this is an interesting little paragraph here that kind of sets the stage for what we'll be talking about next time, but this is on page 248. I intuitively knew and sensed you did too that tomorrow would be pivotal. Our relationship couldn't continue to balance as it did on the point of a knife. We would fall off one edge or the other, depending entirely upon his decision or his instincts. My decision was made, made before I had ever consciously chosen, and I was committed to seeing it through. Because there was nothing more terrifying to me, more excruciating than the thought of turning away from him. It was an impossibility. The dramatics. (laughs) So then kind of the remainder of this quote unquote scene and that night is Bella basically like getting rid of any ties that she will have to spend, like to connect her to Edward for the next day. She tells Mike that she'll just be doing laundry and studying She later tells her dad that she's just going to stay home and do laundry. She calls Jessica to tell her that Edward canceled, or she canceled on Edward. I don't really know. It doesn't really say. And I just, I, we'll get into it a little bit later when they bring it up when they're together. But I just, this is, I think it's a bad idea. I would have to agree. Just think it's irresponsible. But anyway. So it's still the night before at this point, and she's just getting ready for the next day. I did want to point out on page 251, it says, since I'd come to Forks, it really seemed my like my life was about him. And if there's any younger listeners listening to this or anyone who maybe doesn't have much experience, no shame in that at all. But this is unhealthy. Yeah, it's unhealthy. It's true. I I lived that life, and I gotta say, it was not good. It really did me dirty in the long run. 
Yeah, it's just in general, like, I mean, Paige and I are not romantic experts, obviously, but... What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) But it's just in general, you gotta, you gotta have some balance in your life. We're probably preaching to the choir on this, but just in case, it's, it may seem exciting and fun and kind of sexy to be like, I'm so obsessed with him, like, my whole life revolves around him. Um, It's in that song by Fleetwood Mac, so it must be fine. (laughs) It's not fine. Like, you got to have some balance. you got to have friends or interests or things you like doing by yourself or, you know, stuff you do with your family. It's just your life cannot revolve around a single person, even if it's not romantic. That's a good point that I think a lot of people don't uh, take uh, more seriously. Yeah. The only person, and maybe, I don't know. I don't know if this is, like, narcissistic to say, but in my opinion, the only person that your life should revolve around is you. And by that I mean just, like, take care of yourself first and practice self-care and put yourself first and stand up for yourself. Obviously, that I don't say that to mean, like, never care about others and never do nice things. Like, that's obviously really important, too. But, yeah, you cannot re- revolve your life around another person because... To quote Paige, I have one word for that. Bad. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. And now I'm stepping off my soapbox and back into, you know, normal. (laughs) So, um, at least she does have a little bit of concern if, about, like, if he kills her, essentially. She's like, I wonder if it'll hurt. I'm like, girl... (laughs) You were stressing me out. So then she goes to sleep by taking unnecessary cold medicine, which I'm like, don't they have melatonin? <laughs> was that not a thing back then? I don't know. Maybe 2005 cold medicine was different. Maybe. I don't know. That NyQuil might have had something weird in it <laughs> back then, like cocaine or something. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not far from the truth. I wouldn't put it past Big Pharma, is all I'm saying. hmm Yeah. So, she goes to sleep, and she wakes up, and starts getting ready for the day, and is all in a rush, obviously, and answers the door, and there he is. And she gets really sad, because they're kind of wearing the exact same outfit, and she thinks that he looks amazing in it, and she looks bad. Which, once again, don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah, I bet he's, I bet he's riveted by that. Yeah, I bet he's, like, excited about it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I haven't read Midnight Sun. I almost said Midsummer. That is not the same thing. <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream. I did not read Midnight Sun, but, you know, I bet in the book he's like, wow, Bella, I love your sweater. So cool. Yeah. You know how Edward talks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I... Once again, mark this on the calendar, folks. I agree with Edward in that I don't think Bella sees herself clearly or, like, sees her relation to other people clearly. Because, like, it's clear to me, at least, that he's as obsessed with her as she is with him. Like, he's always around. He literally says he can't leave her alone. So I'm kind of like, he's as into it as you are, sis. Yeah, I... It's almost like, like, she expects it to not be true so she keeps saying it in order to like because I would do this too to like 
build up some kind of defense so that when it doesn't come true, you're not shocked and you're not as hurt by it. But I'm like, he seems pretty into it. I'm not going to lie. He could have literally let you die many times and he didn't. So he seems on your side at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you on that of like a defense mechanism of being like, I will not be unprepared for this. I do that all the time. So they get into Belle's truck and start driving and Edward is directing her. And he says, we drive till the pavement ends. And then at the end of the pavement is a trail and Bella is shook because they're going hiking. Let me just fucking say, me and Paige are about to go off. If someone sprang, sprung? I don't know. If someone sprang hiking on me like this, I would blow a motherfucking gasket. I'd be like, we are turning around and going home. I hate hiking. And with my crush, out of the question. Absolutely out of the question. I, as soon as I read, I mean, hiking in of itself, no thanks. I have, I have done it once and it was with And I was like, I was so infatuated with him and he wanted to hike and I was just like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But that was well into me knowing I hated hiking phases. If I was in the car and then my crush said five mile hike, <laughs> no, sorry. I'm putting up an argument. I That is going to be a no from me. I'm not wearing the right shoes. I'm definitely not wearing the right bra. I, I mean, I put deodorant on, but I didn't put exercise deodorant on. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yes. Just everything about this is horrible. I would be so mad. I would be upset. I don't even, I wouldn't even want to do that with people that like, I feel extremely comfortable with. Yes. I, it's not a fun activity for me. Me neither. And I know we shamed fishing and we got a little bit of flack for that. If you enjoy hiking, that's totally fine. But I feel like you could probably agree that you would want to be prepared for it, wear the right outfit, you know, be like, bring the right stuff or gear or whatever it is that you would need. Water? They have yeah. nothing. They have nothing with them. Yeah, no food. Like, I know he doesn't have to eat, but she is she just not going to eat lunch? If I, okay, I'm diabetic. If I was brought to a five-mile hike, I'd be like, I'm going to die. Yeah. Take God. me home. It'll leave you at home, is that what you said? I, you have to take me home. Ugh. Or at least let's stop at a 7-Eleven so I can pick up an Arizona iced tea. And not one of those really long beef jerky things. What are they called? Oh. Slim Jim? Slim Jim. <laughs> For the protein. <laughs> For the protein. Uh, yeah. I I knew that you were going to pop off on this as much as I was. I, good God, absolutely not. Uh, so then, after this is when Edward finds out, and I was referencing this earlier, is when Edward finds out that Bella basically didn't tell anyone that she is with him today. And he gets mad, and you know what? I think he's justified. Because I think it would have been the responsible thing. He's made it very clear that he wanted her to do that. Like, it's not like he never mentioned that he wanted her to do that. He made it very clear. He also made it clear that, like, he doesn't care what happens to him if, like, he ends up killing her. Like, obviously, it's more about her safety. And I have to agree. I think she was irresponsible. Yeah, I mean, even when I go out to, like, Ben and Jerry's with a new guy, you know, 
I'll, I've had roommates who ask me to leave like their phone number, their name, like, you know, and that's like not a supernatural being, just a regular old person, but you know, like a little, a little bit of awareness about, I don't know. I, I get that she's trying to be loyal and do what he wants, but that not even not even what he wants what she thinks will protect him you're right you're right you are right um but yeah just i would say um zero out of ten i'm not a fan yeah and it's not even like they're in a public place with other people like it's just um yeah we'll see how that turns out for you bella (laughs) so they keep on hiking um, or no, they're not even hiking at this point. God, I just want this hike to be over with. <laughs> um, so they finally get there, and they don't even take the trail. This keeps getting worse. The, okay, I just something that the listeners need to know. I am five foot zero. My leg span is quite short. It is literally so embarrassing. I the few times I've gone off trail like at the park or something and we're like crossing a river and there's rocks and I literally have to like jump step over things that people are just walking over because their legs can reach like you know if we were on the fucking trail I wouldn't have to embarrass myself like this you know there's a flat area over here this area is filled with boulders why are we here right now yeah, I'm tall, so I don't have that issue, but I would just be stressed. Mm-hmm. I don't want any plants to touch me, ever. Ever. <laughs> so I just hate everything about this. Uh, but Edward ends up taking off his, his like, sweater that he has on top, on his top layer of his clothing. I said that so weird, sorry. Um, <laughs> and... He is wearing, like, this sleeveless shirt, which I'm sorry. I just pictured, I will not use the term that they're actually called because it's a horrible term, but just those white tank tops. <laughs> it really made me laugh. For some reason, I was picturing a sweater vest. I don't know why. I know that's not what it is, but that's, like, what, like, the shape that my brain gave me. Because I was <laughs> imagining it to be, like, a V-cut. I was picturing, like... Like, his boobs kind of sticking out a little bit, and, like, his chest hair a little bit. Like, I just was picturing it as revealing as possible. Yeah, I think that's literally what it is, because it says, like, it's unbuttoned or whatever. It's almost like it's a flannel, like a button-down shirt, but without sleeves. Which is a horrible picture. (laughs) It sounds like the worst. (laughs) Whatever it's doing, it's working for Bella. Because she's just really upset and just kind of in her feelings about how beautiful he is and, like, is trying not to look at him the whole time. It She literally says, his be- each time his beauty pierced me through with sadness. Makes me sad that she's so sad. Like, once again, I don't want to belabor the point, but he's into it too, Bella. Luckily, she does say that the hike wasn't as hard as she was expecting it to be and he's like helping her out but still still i'm pooped just reading it yes i want to go to bed just reading it i literally they were still in the car and i was like and they're hiking trying to get out of here (laughs) 
Um, so while they're hiking, somehow Edward still has questions, so he's kind of asking her about them, and he's being, like, more kind of, I don't, I guess, buoyant than usual, just, like, laughing loudly and, like, expressing himself, which is probably, like, a nice thing. He seems like a very just, like, quiet, introverted guy, so it's probably nice to see him, like, kind of be, you know, a little, like, expressive. Yeah, I he hasn't been very emphatic about a lot of things, except be, the things he's angry about. Yeah. So having him with a good spirit and excited about positive things, is it's definitely out of character, but in a good way. Yeah, it's a nice change for sure. So the hike took me most of the morning and I didn't get lunch. <laughs> she doesn't say that, but I'm thinking it. Um, but finally she asks him if they're almost there and he is like yes do you see that brightness up there and she doesn't see it yet but just a little bit while later she does so like the light is starting to change so Bella starts speeding up because she's pumped to see what's happening and this place really does sound beautiful like I said maybe last time around the episode before Stephanie does a really great job with her setting descriptions um and this sounds like somewhere I would love to be if I didn't have to hike to get there (laughs) um The meadow was small, perfectly round, and filled with wildflowers. Somewhere nearby, I could hear the bubbling music of a stream. So Belle's just kind of, like, in the moment, enjoying all this. And then she turns around, and he's not behind her. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I forgot why we were here. (laughs) Um, So then the chapter kind of ends on a cliffhanger, which I had kind of warned you about, Paige. I mean, you kind of know what's coming, because you've seen the movie, but... um, He is nervous to come out into the sunlight, and she is kind of, like, motioning to him to come out um, and, like, starts walking towards him, and he's like, nope. (laughs) And then the last sentence of the chapter is, Edward seemed to take a deep breath, and then he stepped out into the bright glow of the midday sun. So, do you have anything we didn't cover? No, we got got all of mine this week. Dang, we're starting to, uh, I'm starting to get better at it. I, it's either that or I'm just too infatuated with the text to take notes. Yes, or alternatively, if you didn't like these chapters, too bored. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't take too many notes, but what we did, what I did uh, take notes on, we talked about, so. Okay, cool, yeah, I actually didn't either. I think it's mostly just because, like, not to be dramatic, but, like, a lot of this section was just, like, Edward asking Bella questions. Yeah. And then Bella trying to restrain herself from his hot bod. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is like, Stephanie, you don't have to type it out. I'm living it all the time. <laughs> we know what horniness is. Maybe you don't, but we do. Zing. <laughs> uh, so, Yeah. That's about it. So, like I said, next chapter will be interesting. So for next time, we are going to just be doing chapter 13, Confessions. What are your predictions? I think that Confessions leads me to think that, like, everything's going to be revealed. Like, all, like, how did they get there? What is the extent of their powers? Who's involved? Like, I Confessions makes me think that, like, the things that we don't know are going to be revealed. And if it's going to be a pivotal point, there's going to be information 
that is going to come to light that I think is going to change maybe the way that you view characters or how things are going to play out. Like it's, it's going to be some kind of a pivotal point. Yeah. I like it. I'm excited to see what you think and yeah, and get your reaction on it. Cause like I said, this is like, um, this next chapter was like where Stephanie Meyer started it. Like this is the chapter that like started it all. And I'll explain it more once you know the content, but okay. yeah, it's going to be fun. So this episode that you're listening to right now is going to be coming out on October 27th. Um, so the following week, November 3rd, we will not be releasing an episode um, because I am moving, and so I have to take a week off for that. However, we are going to try and put out a little spooky special, a short spooky special next, or in a couple days by the time you hear this, um, sometime before Halloween, hopefully like on the 30th, so keep an eye out for that. And we are on Tumblr and Instagram at Tuesdays are for Twilight, and we are on Twitter at Taft Pod. T-A-F-T pod. You can also email us at TuesdaysAreForTwilight at gmail.com. While you're there, go ahead and give us a follow if you want to. Show us some love. We love to interact with y'all. We've interacted with a few fans, actually, lately, and it's been super fun. So shout out to you guys. Um, And, yeah, Paige, did you have anything else that you wanted to add before we sign off? Um, I am really excited to buy more Halloween candy. That wasn't important. I just wanted to say it. And yeah. yes, I know I'm diabetic, but let me live my life. Yeah. It's none of y'all's business. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> I kidding. literally yes. just made it their business. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy your Halloween candy. Um, not to go on a serious note, but for our listeners that are living in the United States... This will be coming out exactly a week before the election, and we won't have an episode out on Election Day. So please, people, vote. Um, hopefully you have a voting plan and you know where you're going to be doing it, especially since you'll only have a week by the time you're hearing this. Um, it's really important, and even if you feel like your vote doesn't matter, it does matter. And if it didn't, people wouldn't be trying to suppress it. Just remember that. I also just wanted to say that Millie and I took like an hour and a half or two hours the other day and we just sat down and went through the entire ballot and like researched everyone and the different amendments and different things on the backside. And honestly, it was really interesting and really fun to just read about the things that we get to have a say in. And if you have someone like that, that you, that has the time that can sit down and do it with you, it just feels less intimidating And you can just get it out of the way and go drop it off somewhere. You don't even have to, like, go and do it in person. You can have the time to do the research that you want to do before you make that decision for yourself. Yes, definitely. I love that page. And, yeah, we hope that you all will remember that your voice matters and your vote matters. And we hope that you will participate. So, yeah, that's it. I just want to, like, reach through and give everyone who's listening to this a hug. I've just been going through it, and I feel like everybody else has been going through it. So just know that we feel you. We hope that this podcast provides you, you know, an hour and change of happiness a week. And we're so glad that you choose to listen to us. 
I 100% agree. And yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. And we hope you will listen to our spooky little mini episode that we'll be putting out. And otherwise, we will see you on... Sorry, I clicked on my calendar. For our next full episode on November 10th. Bye, guys. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Bye.